Hey everyone, it's Alex from Bandbox and Fan Talks. I just wanted to let you know that Bandbox is currently offering many beautiful and exciting exclusive vinyl pressings on exclusive colors that you can only get from Bandbox. And that includes our exclusive edition of the deluxe edition of Hold Steady's Heaven is Whenever. It comes on translucent marble red vinyl. And as always, the album comes with an issue of our zine centered on the Hold Steady, and it features a track-by-track -track commentary of Heaven is Whenever with Craig, Tad, Bobby, and Galen, uh, some really cool, rare, and exclusive photos, and an interview with the whole band, including Franz and Steve, about what they've been up to lately. And for the first time in Bandbox history, the uh, Hold Steady Bandbox also comes with an exclusive 7-inch that you can only get through Bandbox. That's a uh, recreation of the 2010 Hurricane J single, featuring that song on the A-side and the Avatar Sessions version of Our Whole Lives on the B-side. So the uh, Heaven is Whenever exclusive edition is limited to 500 copies, and there aren't a ton left, so if you're interested in the Hold Steady Bandbox, order one now at bandboxrocks.com. This time on Fan Talks, we're discussing Open Door Policy by The Hold Steady. All right, everybody, welcome to Fan Talks. My name is Alex here in Minneapolis. We got Seth in Denver on the line, and we've also got... Uh, starting this week, this episode, an actual producer, McCoy. Hello, McCoy. Hello, hello. Of course, everyone is familiar with McCoy as a uh, co-host of uh, Bandbox's other podcast, uh, AM to Z, a album-by-album -album conversation about Wilco. Um, but he is uh, manning the boards. Um, he has told us He's given us plenty of audio tips, things we didn't even know we weren't doing. Um, so now this should sound uh, as pristine as, as uh, McCoy's Wilco podcast. Um, so uh, this, this episode, uh, we're doing things a bit differently. I, I guess I shouldn't say doing things a bit differently because we do things differently every episode. There's, there's no format to fan talks. We just like to have fun. Yeah, sort of. And uh, it, it, Sort of, yeah. Yeah, we have our we have our our go tos, but you're right. We have our go tos, but but we keep the listeners on their toes. I'd say mm -hmm. you never know in what form fan talks is going to hit you every bi week. Right. Um. So uh, this episode is going to be uh, an addendum to our already two part hold steady episode. Uh, but uh, we thought, what better day to discuss the new hold steady album than the actual release day? Um, and, uh, you know, for, for Seth and I, uh, hold steady new album. That's anytime you can expand the hold steady universe. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a yeah. good one. So, uh, we're going to discuss the new album that just came out today. Uh, open door policy. It's, uh, it's the whole city's eighth album. Um, and, uh, we'll get into it, but I think it's the weirdest hold steady album yet. That's fair. Twice. That's but, fair. But it's like, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the weirdest, but... Okay. It's but good... it's sufficiently weird. It's sufficiently weirder than you would have thought they'd, they'd ever get to again after Heaven is Whenever and Teeth Dreams. Right. 
Yeah, that's true. It's uh it's definitely different. Um I don't know. I mean it's it's a hold steady album, but right. It, it definitely has some different uh different sounds, different yeah, uh, a varied sonic palette. Right, right. And you know the whole what I noticed and this may I may um correct myself after my third listen which we'll go through during the episode together but there's a it feels like there's not very many choruses and maybe that's why i say it's so weird yeah there's definitely songs to go different places uh yeah i mean we're yeah well well, i mean we're gonna get into each song right but um yeah i definitely um like the first song was very much like (laughs) like that was, right right it was very um the feelers the feelers right the first song right away is very uh, disorienting as right a yes it is. Fan. so uh so yeah um there are some good choruses though. oh yeah absolutely yeah you're no, right some, there are probably the hooks that are there few and far between uh are really good yeah um yeah, and some good melodies in that aren't yeah, that I agree that don't quite ever come around to a hook. But anyway, I guess we get into it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I have one question for you before we get started though. Um sure. I remember you mentioned when Thrashing Through the Passion came out that you said you either cried or you wanted to cry because of how good it was and how great it was to have this hold steady back. Yeah. Did open door policy make you cry or want to cry? uh no because no it wasn't quite the same feeling uh-huh. uh the overwhelm wasn't quite the overwhelming joy uh that that um thrashing through the passion right had Just because for it was me. the second time yeah and the whole city's back yeah we knew that right yeah there's a bit of that and um i think just because um you know, thrashing through the passion was, it was like that, it, it was, it was that, that, I think I said this on the first Hold City podcast. Anyway, it was that comfort food, like, like, come back that I thought was gone yeah. forever, you know? Right. And so, and this one was, this one is still uh, marinating. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm still like, I'm still sort of figuring out what I make of this album. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Me too. Um, I think um, I, I, I like 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 like. I, I mean, it's it, I I yeah. It, it's it's um. I really enjoy it. I'm very happy it exists. But uh, although I will say, like I got like this morning, I had my um, Fridays. Right now are the asynchronous learning days in school. Uh-huh. So so I had I had my 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 Zoom staff meeting. Um, it's actually Google meeting, but it's easier to say Zoom. And uh, and then right after that, um, my next meeting was canceled, so I just went, put on, you know, played the whole study album. First thing, first thing I had, I knew I had a album length chunk of time that wouldn't be, you know, interrupted at least for sound wise. Right. Um, and uh, I just like the after the first song, I was like um i don't i'm like i may not have been uh mentally prepared for what this album was <laughs> gonna be but then it, it like uh but then it, it it got me back and not to say that like if they did something totally off the wall and bizarre that it i would like necessarily hate it but just that uh 
um just the well you know i guess we'll we'll talk about it yeah I don't, yeah i know the the feelers was not what i expected no but i love it it's i mean it's not all an opening hold steady song you know it's not it's like denver haircut or constructive summer no it's yeah it's, stations yeah it's yeah totally different and that's why I say, maybe that's why i say it's so weird is because it, it takes a long time to get going like the fourth song i'd say um is family farm that's the first time it's like all right this is a hold steady we're enjoying ourselves yeah but but the next well um but the next song the next song too a bit we'll talk about yeah the second song okay the second uh, song enough enough uh mentioning how we're going to discuss these songs let's discuss the songs first uh we'll hear uh the feelers the sweet Wearing angel wings The heart distorted hymns they sing So sad the night is over The shepherds started spinning out The cowboys trying to dismount St. Francis with the pigeons on his shoulder Wow, I love that song. All right, yeah. I gotta say it, it's it's growing on me on listen three. Well, I mean by listen three, I mean you know. Yeah, what a what a weird opening song. Uh, it's so. What it, did you think when you first heard it? Like you mentioned, I was just, it was not it was, what you're expecting at all. No, well, it, the only the only comparison I guess for holds for first hold steady songs would be like sweet part of the city. Right. But, it's, yeah, it's, that's the only other like slow opener. But right, but even that so one, it was. Weirder. Right, this one is weird, and it's it was like it was like throwing me off because like it keeps like threatening to like hit its hit the hit its groove, but then it yeah. never does. It's no, like, it's yeah, psych. it's a teasing song. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, right, and I think it's gonna power up, but then it comes back to like that slow down chorus, or that's kind of a chorus, but you know the words are same melody, but yeah, words change. Right. Yeah. that big, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I like it more now. Like the different movements, it's like um, yeah, it changes tempo. That doesn't right. really happen in Hold Steady songs. Uh no, I don't think. At least I can't well, think of anything that that does uh, it like that. Um, or at least maybe, maybe positive jam. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. This is. Um, I guess that's another. That's that. Yeah, I guess it is. That is kind of like positive jam, but it never explodes like positive. Jam. Right. It doesn't. Explode. But it's got the really great Tad solo. This song right. does too. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, I guess we have a real musician here, so maybe gonna, was that that was like was that a slide guitar I heard? Mm-hmm. And yeah. was that a tempo change? Was it actually a tempo change? <laughs> that I do know. A feel change probably than a tempo. Yeah. Change. yeah. The tempo itself, I think, is probably like fairly mm-hmm. consistent. But it definitely like. Right. There's like long sections where there's no snare drum. It's just like a ride cymbal doing like the. And when you don't have something to like punctuate the downbeat, it kind of feels like, you know, floaty. And and then like Mm -hmm. snare comes in, everything like feels like it hits like more of a beat. Right. Well, also it's like, right, like the slide guitar, there's like the longer notes and the drawn out. And then before that, you had like the very staccato piano notes. Mm -hmm. I love, yeah, I love the piano in this song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the organ's really cool too. Organ notes tracing around that kind of like change the 
the mood a little bit. They make it feel like a little like menacing at times. Yes, very, yes, in the mood. Yes, it's this very, is, it's a moody it's song. It's a setting really the table. Song. Yeah, it, like sets the mood for the album. I feel like that that pervades. It, it's a dark, dark song, dark album. I did not expect that. Thrashing the passion, very bright, celebratory. Yeah, uh, ha ha. Blackout Sam, Denver haircut. You know, uh, Blackout Sam's a sad song, but yeah. Yeah, but it's it's that lighthearted, hold steady. It's you okay. know, it's that lighthearted, hold steady trademark. Um, um, right. But I don't notice that a lot. It's not this album isn't lighthearted like um, a lot of hold steady stuff. This one does have. I know it's not a uh, supposed to be funny, but still like classic like Craig lines in it that I didn't realize before. I hadn't actually read through the lyrics until. Yeah, this is my first time it. reading through the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. The maestro is that's a strong character. That's I could see that being like a new Gideon or Charlemagne. The yeah, maestro, it's, and it feels like it, it feels, a Seinfeld reference too. <laughs> right, the maestro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel they feel it feels like they've grown up a little bit because even like obviously we've said that before about hold steady albums. Like the characters are a little more grown up now, but I don't know. Thrashing through the passions still felt like still had some of. Maybe they were a little bit more grown up, but they were like, like you know, the same kind of uh, shenanigans, you know. Yeah, right, right. And uh, and um, and also like, um, I always feel like the whole steady world is like set in the nineties. Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if we investigate the lyrics more, we'll see more that that this one also is. But this one feels like it might might have have passed beyond that to a more modern mm, okay because like, yeah, like even like characters 20 years later right maybe maybe because like even on thrashing through the passion the only thing because i laugh because there's an album that came out in 2019 right yeah yeah it came out in 2019 and uh and it had like references to rotary dials and pay phones yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so yeah I'm like, I'm like, there are people that are now adults that have no idea what those are. Right. People who are starting to appreciate the hold steady, who have no idea what your phone is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Something, uh, something I love about this album, um, and that's kind of exemplified by the feelers, is that the hold steady. You know, like with heaven is whenever in teeth dreams, they, you know, losing, losing Franz and uh, Craig's deliberate lyrical change it was like kind of the first time they were exiting that world that they had created on the first four albums and you know it's probably some of that was born of not wanting to do the same thing over and over again right right um, i think craig talked about that and but what they've done with thrashing the passion and open door policy is like not go back to the same thing but it feels yeah. as inspired as the first four albums did in terms of musicality lyrics right all that this, stuff but they didn't go back to gideon and Charlemagne and holly which is right right they're progressing and this yeah. almost feels like like a redo yeah and not not that they were trying to not, i mean it's a very different album but that it's like this is it does feel almost a little bit like this was this was like heaven is whenever like read like trying to do it properly yeah. this time you know the whole with the whole band and you know with every you know that was a thought I had, uh, actually. Yeah, on my first listen is is maybe this this is what should have come after Stay Positive. Yeah, right. And maybe maybe that's what they're you know how they feel, and especially since you know you, you I mean, 
I guess you jumped on the train. You didn't, you didn't necessarily, you necessarily get credit for it, but, uh, but you do have the exclusive vinyl on the, but like, you know, reissuing heaven is whenever. And then the thinking uh-huh. about, you know, and the 10 years of that and just like, it's sort of not having the, the standing and the uh, hold say discography that the other albums have. Right. And then them, uh, and now, but like, because the band was in a bit of a transitional phase and they tried it, maybe they said like they, they were thinking about like wanting to do that kind of ab- album actually like, you know, properly or to the best of their abilities this time. But also is this, this feels like the whole album, well, not the whole album, but the first three songs, you know, they, they also remind me of speaking of stay positive. They remind me of like one for the cutters or joke about Jamaica. They, they feel mm-hmm. like that, like kind of downbeats, not your typical celebratory hold steady, but very dense in lyrics, very lyric right. heavy. Yeah. But the music's there. The, right. They're still doing sense. cool things with the music. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's not an album of Navy Sheets, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Okay, the next song, usually when we talk about an album, I know what the next song is. I'm pretty sure it's Spices. Spices. That's yeah. number two. Okay. All right, so let's hear Spices. The cops and the kilts, they have me nervous as hell. fuck yeah i love yeah spice. yeah i love i love spices too spices was like uh and the feelers <laughs> the feelers took a while um and I, I wasn't sure what to make of it at first but uh spices like got me back right I right like, um, but it, but still it really is fits it, with the feelers. It does because it's very. It is. It has like a. It is very. I don't know lyrically, but like musically, like the the guitar is very foreboding. You know, dark, menacing. You, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's. Um, yeah, and especially in the verses, it's really. It sort of like goes from up down. Feels like right. And yeah. Right. Right. Sort of yeah you know a lot of minor key yeah exactly yeah uh i also like the fact that the um uh, lyrically i like the fact that the characters of this song seem to be at a hold steady concert i didn't think about that you know i noticed the resurrection if they play the resurrection at the end of the show be part of it yeah Right. right, they play the resurrection at the end of the show, and we still got to see the end of the show. I never even thought about that they were at a hold steady show. Wow, that's that's yeah, that's amazing. And the character, the the female character, obviously seems like it's Holly. Uh, it, what's is it's in the first verse or the second verse? Um, uh, here she is rising again. Happy Easter, right? Right. Let's have. A- <laughs> and then they mention the song that is like this. It's the, the re- yeah. finale of the album about her. So. Yeah, this has to be. I, I feel like I do read into things a lot with Old City. Like that's Holly, but this is this is definitely Holly. Craig knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But these, he acts like he doesn't, but like right. he clearly does. Yeah, 
Uh, this is the first, and it's the first. I don't know that there are any references in the feelers, but the sweet part of the city. There's a lot of callbacks to old old city songs, more so than usual. I feel yeah. like the title. I feel. I, I feel like the titles or lyrical phrases aren't referenced as much usually as they are in this album. Even though the songs all connect a lot of the time, you know. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But does wait? I can't recall. Uh-huh. If and I guess well, if he does, well, does Craig say "hold steady" at any point on this album? I don't remember hearing one. I don't remember one either. Yeah. Um, something though that he does say a lot, and I remember thinking it was weird that they did a digital-only bonus track, "Parade Days." I really like that song. We'll get to it later. It's the last song. Yeah. It's a bonus track, but the first two songs so far mention a parade. Yeah, so it could be part of the uh, concept here. So. But then, why would you why would you put "Parade Days" as a digital only song? Why why isn't it on the actual album? That's weird. I don't know. A lot of the B sides are involved are 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 actually very integral to the plot. Right, right. But the whole study catalog so integral that the first two songs both allude to it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the whole study hates physical media and they want to drive all listeners to Spotify where you can hear, you get, it's like the key, parade is like the key. You know, it's like, ah. you get the last scene. Well, that would be awkward for you. That would be, you did, yeah, uh, right. You did an exclusive vinyl. I'm trying to take down Bandbox. Right. Yeah, that's how I'm reading into this. Um, um, anything else on spices? Um really good song i i love it's it's a second song to me yeah i and i love that you know and it, this one though it does come out of the, the it like it does hit a groove a bit on the chorus you know yes right got a pretty it, the cat the chorus gets to a reasonably catchy melody that like and that you the like the like they let you have for a little bit unlike in the feelers which is right. just going from movement to movement right right yeah. totally so. Something I forgot to mention about the feelers is I I I love when bands open a album or a concert with like a slow burn kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I love that the feelers gives that effect. Um, yeah. Like we saw we saw the whole city open with oaks. I love that. You know, yeah. Something that doesn't feel like an open at all, but um, and then when it finally when you finally explode into the second song, which Spices kind of does with that that guitar riff, um, I think it's a really cool effect is how the feelers teases you never explodes but then spices kind of does with that riff but right. no, not, not like you know not so, a massive nights kind of explosion but uh no we're working up we're building up to it all right all right we got lanyards now lanyards lanyards is a good one. Oh yeah my hometown there was nothing but the home of the locusts and the rest of my life to get used to being washed out of showbiz I was down around the docks, but I never saw anyone surfing. From a distance, it looked pretty much perfect, but it's different in person. Wow, great song. Man, Lanyards. Love it. Yeah, Lanyards is good. Um, um, I have one thing I would have mentioned on Spices, but uh, and I, I promise I'll stop doing this, going back to the song before. But uh, you had mentioned in... Um, Careful what you promise. In the feelers, right. <laughs> you mentioned in the feelers that uh, it felt like this is, the characters are now in, in the 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, 
beyond where the original story was. Um, and I feel like uh, we didn't touch on this about spices is that it's like they're back together. So it does have that feeling of fast forwarding from the whole steady story. If that is Holly. Yeah. Um, even though he said like, I had met her, I, I saw her the previous winter or something. So I was thinking maybe if like the weekenders is the sequel to chips ahoy, maybe this is the sequel to the sweet part of the city. Yeah. Kind of, kind of in that way, a sequel. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. For a different set of characters, maybe. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and this is the, okay. So this song land is, is, yeah seems to be the first to introduce like a lot of songs that seem to be set or related to being set in California. Right. Like this, there was some sort of, um, that's, that's, a something that comes back throughout the album. Um, also lyrical, uh, themes, motifs from hold steady of the past is like, um, which it might make an exception for Shark Week, and they reference sharks a lot in Hold Stays On. Like, as, yes, I didn't even, yeah, wow, right. And so, like, sharks, I, th- you know, I don't think they mean like, you know, I don't think she's gonna watch a lot of Discovery Channel. I'm pretty sure that's, you know, right. So the sharks are like, it's these, a banging camp call out. It is a banging camp, but it was they all, but they brought back sharks on uh, Thrashing Through the Passion too. Oh, did they? Banging okay. camp, banging camp, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm thrashing to the pad. Remember that your your sister's in Seattle. No, yeah, your sister's in Seattle. And she's sleeping with sleeping the sharks. sharks. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. So the and they seem to be a, a nationwide organization of some sort, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was cool. But yeah, the song overall is it's another slow one though. Right. But it, it doesn't build like you think it, they would build upon from spices. No, it goes back down. Comes back down. Even yeah, slower than the feelers. More conventional, at least. More definitely. conventional, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but it, another um, another callback is we sunk into the seats downtown at some second shot theater. You know, right? Yeah, being in the a- in the matinees in the you know in the movie theater is a big thing. Right. <laughs> now. Uh, as talked about in the uh, Bandox zine about the whole city. Now, now I should note Bandox is now Bandbox. So all, so that what we decided upon is that all releases from January forward will be Bandbox, but on reprintings and we'll send them out. Uh, the copies we have are Bandox. So like the whole city is always Bandox. That'll always be Bandox. Um, but uh, anyway, in in the whole city zine. Uh, it's discussed uh, soft in the center was kind of about Tad going to the hospital. Um, uh-huh. And here we see one of the characters going to the hospital, hospital security. Now it's turned on from wristbands at the concert, which it's talked about how, you know, right. Tad was partying a bunch and now it's yeah. wristbands at the hospital. It's the second reference. You know, I hadn't made that connection until just now. But it's like uh, where he says hospital security. He's like everybody. He's like he's like hospital security, concert security. Everybody needs to see the right color wrist. The wristband, right? right. <laughs> Instead of something celebratory like a concert or music festival, it's a it's it's a hospital visit, right? Right, so, right. So yeah, continuing the whole dark theme of the record, definitely, right. and um, definitely more like serious and right. Another thing, so it, you know, what it kind of reminds me of is "Lord, I'm Discouraged." 
Yeah, not as sad, not as somber, but yeah, right, right. Um, but I see what you mean. Like, definitely, I see musically and and stuff, and, and yeah, just a lot of great um Craig lyrics in here. Just but like, um, you know, but it turns out that like, California is just tripping and disinterested kissing. That was that's the great kissing. One. Another thing. Ah, yes, but also um another big Holt City theme. I doubt this, but I love the I love the uh, the toms in the verses. The, I didn't the notice. Drums. I'm I'm not. I'm you not good at nosing drums. It, it was a tom. It was tom heavy in the verses. Why don't you discuss this with McCoy? Let's bring in McCoy. He'll- <laughs> McCoy, what do you make of this? He's tom? our technical expert. <laughs> I I like the toms. They're nice and bouncy. They got they were, but they weren't like. A lot of times, they're like kind of boxy sounding. They're cool. I don't know. I know you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, um, I just. First off, the something that could only happen in a Craig Finn song is is somebody saying they wouldn't come down and crash until they listened to Wipeout. They specifically that song. Certain songs, you know, certain it's certain they, get, they just get scratched in your song, right? But. Right. Um, I don't know, but I think I think a wipeout's famous for the uh, uh, the the drums at the the beginning. Remember, even I remember in like the Bruce autobiography, he said like they they would audition drummers by whether they by how they played wipeout. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but but then there's like the and then the fact that it doesn't sound anything like that, but just the fact that the verses are all filled with toms, and then the song is represented. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if that was a nod there um, or not. Sometimes Craig is just so, uh, like, like he's just so clever that he doesn't even notice. Um, um, but you mentioned Craig Finn's songs. It's important that, you know, a certain song does something to someone. The first three songs on the album remind me of Craig Finn's solo songs. Like, more than anything else in the whole city discography, really, they feel like they belong on a whole uh, Craig Finn solo album. Right. With like some, but, but even, but like more, you know, it's like piano. And stuff. Sure. Yeah. They're bombastic and everything. They're, they're putting a hold steady the whole, the whole formula kind of, but lyrically, especially they feel like solo songs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Lanyards. It reminds me of magazines also. And that magazine, it's kind of like, it's kind of like getting into the party and being part of the industry. You know, lanyards. Uh, and right, right. Yeah, well, I guess we glossed over all the um, the the showbiz stuff about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But, right, somebody like a disaffected actor, performer of some sort, right? Right. Yeah, never made it into a movie, and now they're back in Independence, Missouri, right? So that's like the classic, like, small town person tries to go to Hollywood. And so it's that's the whole steady twist on that story. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, uh, Family Farm. St. Catherine's was a nightmare. Okay, Family Farm. So that's what you would expect from like the first song on a Hold City album, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, 
So I really like that's that's a really cool move that like you don't do the, your your uh, signature thing until the fourth song. Like the right. fourth song feels like it should be the first song. I love that. Maybe that and maybe that's why I say it's such a weird album. Is part of it is just structurally tracklist wise, <laughs> is that that's so unconventional. Like these three mostly slow burn kind of songs, very dark, and then here's it now 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 that now, now there's so much joy. Right. Yeah, this is a total Franz song. I love it. Yeah. Um uh, it that, is that main riff, the, the backing that, vocals are great. And some some great horn steady. You got the horn steady, totally. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's just such a, a classic Craig line. Um, they're never gonna love you quite the specific that way. That one specific way you want them to love you. <laughs> and then you and then no, even better is what he lists is at in between the the way you want them to love you parts where he he lists the where he he describes the specific way you want them like with a flexible schedule and a willingness to trade your medications um <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah and and the, and it's like a classic uh people meeting each other either like in a hospital or rehab in this case it might be both or yeah right hospital or something you know um, it's an so immediate follow-up to lanyards but but to to go along with my my theory about the the time chain setting a time notice oh. he's not talking about pay phones anymore he's moved on to cell phones oh wow because they still took away my headphones. To the talking heads and the rolling stones yeah the music but but they they took away my headphones they let you keep your handset but the courtyard is a dead zone. So, you know, trying to get <laughs> salt. Also, a, but but it's a handset. Do people still call like, you don't call like a smartphone a handset, do you anymore? Do maybe a handset. So maybe we're in like 2006 or something. <laughs> right. The ringtone was eruption. Yeah. Right, the ringtone. Yeah, so it is like 2006, totally. Because they yeah. have a ringtone. Anybody has a custom ringtone on their phone. Yep. Right, right. Who's, Absolutely. Who even has their phone, lets their phone ring anymore, right? Yeah. The Hornets. Hornets, were our, that was our mascot, Wait, babe. Okay, McCoy, what was, what was the awareness of the Hold Steady Eddie Dinah High School? Like, was it like, Craig, oh my God, this guy is singing about us? Or was it like the, the, a couple kids? Yeah, like there, it would have been like me and my friend Brandon and like a few, there was like a few of us who were into the Hold Steady. But I mean, that was like, Lifter Polar had just broken up when we when we were still in high school. I mean, I graduated high school in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. But you had you had Separation Sunday had come out by then. Yeah, had Separation Sunday. And Boys and Girls in America came out my senior year of high school, I think, because that was okay. Yeah, so, but but it wasn't like my they weren't year. like local celebrities in Edina. Uh, no, no, not really. Wow. I I don't because they went to private school, or at least Craig Craig went to Breck. So he wasn't like any Dinah High School alum. Okay, but still, he's he like thinking about it from like an all these references to Edina. Totally. Edina High, he says. In- but they weren't big enough for like most high school. Like, yeah, old city audience at that point wasn't high school kids. Right, it's that's like, the problem. <laughs> that's the- still not high school kids. It's still yeah, and never will. Never and it never will be. <laughs> we're we're all aging, so we're definitely not going to be high school kids. Right. Yeah. Right. No. I feel like early 30s, we're now in our prime old steady age. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you, but if somebody had given me boys and girls in America when I was in high school, I would have loved it then. So I don't understand. 
Yeah. There's some there's certain music that I've grown into, but I mean, Hold Steady would have. Well, people are just get, like high school kids are. I don't know. They're they're, they're dumb. I don't know. Yeah, like they don't know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. My kid. I called. I had a discussion with my students yesterday. We just we just stopped doing math for like 15, 20 minutes and just started talking. Uh, they were like, "Why should we? Why do we even? Why do we need to go to school?" And like, I was teaching high school last year, but now I'm teaching sixth grade. But even still, I was just like, they're I was talking. Study, right? What? They're in yeah, they're in the whole study, of course. Sixth grade? <laughs> yeah, right. Sixth graders. And then so I let it go on for a while, and then I was like, but ultimately we think that like it like if you if you just stopped going to school now it might be something that you would you know re- later regret and then not be able to go back and undo and so i said so basically since you're just a bunch of dumb kids we try to tell we try to tell you what's good for you and they got all mad that i called them dumb kids but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well that reminds me um you saved me from having to go back a song before the next time is this as a teacher line sometimes it feels sweet to be the teacher you're talking about teaching people how to buy drugs right, right. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i've taught people how to buy well because uh i remember i remember no i remember last year because we would like when, buy drugs. well not this doesn't come up in middle school but in high school you know because kids would think they were funny so like when when fra- certain fractions would come up and they'd be like, oh, eight. yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, so then I'd be like, exactly, you, you need to learn fractions so you can. <laughs> and that's why you were moved to middle school. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse now. Uh, I, I'm introducing them. <laughs> well, you're in Colorado anyway. It's like right. Yeah, exactly. It's like whatever. Nothing controversial about it. Right. <laughs> Half these kids' parents probably like work at dispensaries. <laughs> yeah. Here's hoping for Minnesota next. God, South Dakota. South Dakota starting in July is going to be selling records. Oh, we look like a bunch of assholes. Jesus. What? Are you telling me the Twin Cities are culturally behind Sioux Falls? I love Sioux Falls, but come on. We're going to be like traveling to shows in Sioux Falls. Like, like oh oh Sioux Falls Sioux Falls got the hold steady yeah they're gonna <laughs> eclipse Minnesota yeah they skipped the Twin Cities you didn't get beat by North Dakota is North Dakota yeah but yeah they will <laughs> have you ever why are there two Dakotas hmm <laughs> I mean it was a smart political move by them like 130 years ago or whenever they made them into states. But it was one territory, and they said, hey, you know, if we just become two states, we'll get four senators. Right. <laughs> and, now, and now fucking, and now like two states that have a combined population of like a million people have four senators. <laughs> North Wyoming and South Wyoming. <laughs> oh my, yeah, exactly. Fargo, another anyway, cool town. Yeah, I've never been to North Dakota. You have to go through Fargo to, to get to Winnipeg. Um, mm. Both are great cities. I mean, from I guess from Minneapolis. Right, right. No, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. There's and one road. There's Fargo. There's one road to Winnipeg, and it goes to Fargo. Okay, unpleasant breakfast. Yeah. All right. And we snuck into the ballroom. 
I don't know if you ever were into like the ska era that kind of coincided with the pop punk era. Yeah. Do you remember the band Less Than Jake? Yes. The horns on this record like are giving me serious Less Than Jake vibes. And it's not like it sounds like ska. I never listened to Less Than Jake. But I yes, the they do the the horns have that that ska kind of quality to them. I don't know if it's that it's like that they're all just doing like kind of harm. Like there's not like a horn lead part. They're just like the bat. Like it's just little backups yeah. that it's doing. But I don't know. Something about it is just giving me that vibe. Also, what is um, <laughs> what's making that uh, what's making that uh, like the wee sound effect? <laughs> I have to. This is what this. This is what it was reminding me of. You guys, I have to play it. Okay. You know what I heard when I first met you? What? Is that less than Jake? No. no. What are you doing? That's an ambulance coming to take me away because the sight of you stopped my heart. What's that from? What's that? Night of the Roxbury. So oh, we, oh, okay. Yeah. It does sound exactly like that. Yeah. Is that vocals? McCoy? I, I, think it is. I think it must be vocals. Yeah. Okay. Like it's just like affected vocals. It, it's so like, like I said, like Family Farm starts a new record. Like Family say, Farm. This and might be. That's what yeah. I would expect from the first two songs. Of Old yeah. Set. Although this might be one. This in its own way is also one of the weirdest Hold Steady songs. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like it's like a, it's like it's like poppy, like almost like a like R and B, like yeah. Like kind of beat is that a it. drum machine? It's certainly it's either a drum machine for at least like the hi hat. Yeah, it does sound like R and B ish because when I when I first listened to that today, this morning. When I when that drum when that drum machine part kicked in, I laughed out loud. Like what? I laughed at the um. I laughed at one of the verses. Is just a run on sentence. That's what I mean. Which one like, is that? Last summer at the shore, when I was working cleaning carpets at some hotel that was haunted by some sailor who was supposedly was murdered after losing all his treasure in the harbor. <laughs> That's great. There's a huge. There's such a heavy. Uh, yeah, hospital theme to this record so far. I don't know. Yeah, so far it's a lot more uh, linear than a whole city album usually is. Like Separation Sunday, it ended at the end, but the rest of it was all jumbled. Right. Okay. Yeah, Is it? I haven't noticed maybe that. Every song except for uh, The Feelers, I feel like, has mentioned the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the doctors and nurses are like characters in these songs. which is Right, like, yeah. right. Well, you know, they've said sometimes that um, okay, some nurses in Hold Steady lore have made jokes about ERs being like afterbars. Right. right. They they often joke about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess like like Chill Out Tent that also had nurses. And so, th- yeah, yeah. It, they do pop up a lot. Yeah. Um, but what I was thinking is that um, while, while reading through this is that this character, this I and you – everything ends up in the feelers because they're talking about, you know, at the shore and treasure and like 
hundred miles of hallways. That reminds me of this mansion that we're in in the first song. I don't know what I'm onto, but I, I, I don't know. I don't like know. Maybe either, it all ends up in I'm, the, the feelers. I'm, is I'm willing house. to nod my head and go along with it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but th- that, but that, but anyway, that definitely that line is another reference to Holly. Is, uh, it is, or maybe it's not Holly, uh, but it's it's the Chips Ahoy girl. Uh, that's right? Sapphire. Is the Chips sapphire. Ahoy girl right? Yeah. So Sapphire. This is definitely Sapphire. Um, she's crazy about the horses still. Oh. Haunted by her past. I I thought I. I... I thought Holly and Sapphire were um, connected somehow, like you know. So, um, anyway, um, but yeah, it, I'm not the the breakfast um, theme metaphor. I'm not sure. I can't quite explain it here, but I do. I do appreciate his commitment to it, as McCoy well, and I were talking about while you were to toast by the end. Right, as we were talking, we were talking about the great last line, or you know, coffee's cold and the toast is gross. He's committed to this unpleasant breakfast. <laughs> um, I no longer see the romance in these ghosts. That's another thing that could bring that could be the these characters. Their um, contemporary, uh, right, right, right. No yeah. longer seeing the romance in their old uh, their right. old ways. So yeah, so this is it's. It's a cool song. It's very, yeah, no it's very weird. <laughs> this is probably one of the songs I was thinking of when I was talking about how this is the weirdest old city album. Yeah, there's no but, song like this. No, in the old city catalog. I don't think so. I mean, you know, it definitely it, it has a it has a good hook at eventually, but yeah. The last two songs are in such stark contrast to the first three. It's incredible. And what I was thinking is like the first three songs kind of act as like. You remember, like with CDs, the pre-gap. The first three songs are the pre-gap. Family Farm is the opener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next song might be my favorite, though. So. Heavy Covenant. It was tough to bring the subject up. City on a power play in the garden with a day to spare. And if you know the perfect words to say. Awesome. I love Heavy Covenant. So so what do you love about it, Seth? Yeah. I don't know. It's just uh yeah, well, I can't tell you what it's about yet. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, some sort of tough discussion, but uh, or something, but uh, no, I don't know. Just the, um, I guess the the dynamism of the song. You know, it's it's slow, and then like the drums come in, and right, it, it's like the same tempo, but it drums come out, come in. It 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 hits the verse. It, the chorus has a pretty, uh, um, it's pretty melodic and stuff. So. It's similar to um, it's similar to lanyards. I feel like if if we're going as the album as the the pre gap of the album ends at lanyards, I yeah. feel like this is the this is the ballad of of this set of songs. Yeah, 
It's very pretty. Yeah, it is. It's just a nicely melodic song, and it um, it's pretty dense, but it, it like it keeps go, it keeps keeps moving along pretty. And we've nicely. got the phone. Put into put your little phone into airplane mode. <laughs> airplane mode. That's that's a more modern phone. Yeah, you got to put it putting your phone in airplane mode now. Right. Um. So what was I gonna? You know what I? You know what I kind of thought. Most of the song is this narrator talking about like. Um, I um, sell software made for offices and increase their efficiency. And then hospitals, right? We got to get hospitals in there. The hospitals use the the software. And uh, so then in the bridge, he's talking to this musician. So Craig Finn had pretty much given up on music after Lifter Polar and moved to New York City, just had a regular office job. And then this Hold Steady character kind of burst out of him. So it's like the between Lifter Polar and Hold Steady Craig Finn talking to the Hold Steady mm, Interesting. Yeah. That was such a good yeah. point. It ended the podcast. Well, <laughs> I, I was just rereading those lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting interpretation. And I another thing it does, yeah. it, I know the song that's mentioned is, that's referenced is 40 bucks, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. And think about that. Yeah. He palmed him 40 bucks. Right. Right for the for his for his music for his music and insights. Forty bucks is also about yeah this this girl and her relation to the music. So yeah, yeah, um, right. I like the uh, I like the dynamic shift and the melody of that yeah. song. I think McCoy, what are your thoughts on Heavy Covenant? A lot of, a lot of uh, ska horns again. Yeah. yeah, that's true. The horn, the, the horn, horn steady. steady. The horns in the hospitals are like the theme of this. Horns in hospitals. I don't know. I, I don't. Normally, my ear doesn't get pulled to the horns in hold steady songs nearly as much as it does on this record. And it's weird because I agree with other that, hold yeah. steady examples of horns that are more detailed horn sections than this, but this one for some reason, like I don't know. There's some. They're like really warm. Like they're not like really bright in your ear horns. They're like kind of pulled back in the mix a little at least in terms of like the frequency they're not like right in your ear like sticking in your ears but there are like i don't know there's something about More in the mix yeah they're 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 doing something big for this record because it's definitely contributing to the overall vibe like a lot every song has these like thick layers of like sort of slightly distorted or like saturated horns that are yeah it's good, which means that that they gotta bring they gotta bring the horn section with them to their residency, right? Exactly, right, right. It'd be weird to hear these songs without horns. Yeah, that would be weird. No, I agree. It's more like integral to the uh, to the um, arrangement than before. It's not um, sort of accent. It's sort of like um, who was it? I can't remember which Springsteen writer made the, this point about um, like how. It's it's reverse Springsteen here though. How um after basically Born to Run, you're starting Born to Run and on, but in the early album, saxophone was like part of the the song more. It was not yeah. just like it wasn't like, just hey, like here's the sax solo. Like right, right. It wasn't this accent. It wasn't this like this like this like feature that came in. Right. It was just part. It was much more part of the uh, main arrangement. And uh, and then as it became 
uh, more of a of a feature yeah. um, as it as it went on, as opposed to like the I'm first two albums. in the dark and say that was Peter Ames Carlin. You think? Yeah, yeah actually, uh, I don't. Know. Okay, but anyway, so I guess that's kind of what's I could see similar, not you know maybe not to that extent, but um, similar idea that the the horns are more of an integral part of the song. Yeah. And like, a, instead of like, like, like another voice, they're like a whole uh, um, part of the, uh, the, the song, it's the music itself. You know, what's interesting is that, so Thrashing Through the Passion was, you know, in uh, 2017, 2018, they had the series of singles that became the back half of Thrash, Thrashing Through the Passion. Um, so ultimately it, it, it's like a album of two different sessions, at least two different sessions. Um, you got the first half of new songs and the second half that had been released over a period of a year and a half. Um, but, um, I feel like they form a more cohesive whole. Like this album is what feels like it was recorded at different times. Like the first three songs are very downbeat and minor key and like nefarious, but these, the the next three songs they have horns and they're like you know they're they just feel much more celebratory which is weird oh. but this was all one session this is right. the album that was like written as an album yeah yeah although this album might or this song would probably definitely at least strike a balance between those two if not yeah no yeah it is yeah of the second three it's the one it would be the bridge yeah so but they're like, okay, we can't have this be the fourth song. We we got to get into classic Hold Steady <laughs> right. by number four. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what do we got next? Um, the prior procedure. Okay, um, that the prayer procedure was the first song where I was like, I forget how this goes. Really, it was like the one I was even on the third listen. I'm like jumping into a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very unassuming, but a really good song. Yeah, it is. I definitely re I remember it as sort of like the unassuming song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? right yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It. it yeah, I kind of, I guess I'd forgotten about on the first couple of listens, like the ta uh, the guitar solo in there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's great. That's a good one. But uh, do you remember the the story he told about why it was called Open Door Policy? He he told it on the Brooklyn Bull virtual shows, and it's mentioned here, Open Door Policy. Right. But um, but he he and oh yeah 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 he didn't. Did he tell it to us on the podcast or did he tell it to us? No, no, no. Yeah, you're mixing them up. He told it on the on the Brooklyn Bowl live. The guy, the guy who the guy who's who was having a party, right? The, well, it wasn't a party. It was like this the or maybe he said he was having a party, but then they, they him just and showed up and it was just him. Right. It was just him, right? He goes down to the apartment. It is an open door. 
and it's just like yeah this guy looking for a party wherever he can and and then and then yeah so they have a few drinks and then they leave Um, and then they leave and he's like next time bring some bring some chicks right (laughs) but he's talking about how he's an open door policy in his apartment Um, right yeah yeah so i guess yeah so this becomes the uh the de facto title track with that um and I guess you can you can see that the, the the mentions of yeah of his apartment and stuff, right? The penthouse luxury apartment, yeah. But it's a great song. Another reference to something uh, of the Hold City past is the Ascension. You've got Ascension Blues, the um, yeah, and the outtake from Heaven Is Whenever. And going um, back to your uh, yeah. You're in lyrically, if I reading into it, going, I sort of, I'm sort of drawn into your uh, linear linearity theory. Oh, are you? Because yeah. that was an accident. I was just talking out of my ass. Right, right, right. But, but now, if we can find a theory. But now it seems like that uh, there's like the there's like this sort of kind of loose thread of like plot going on through here that it sort of seems to go like because now. Um, it's like they fled someplace, you know, like the, like before they fled the hospital, mental institute, drug rehab, whatever it was, to the All fortress three. within the fortress that she called the family farm or whatever. Right. Right? And then, right. but now it's like they're in the right there, uh, uh, right? They're like they're like going through like some forested road where they hit a deer or might almost hit a deer or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just looking for it now, but... Uh... <laughs> well, you got the phones again. Yeah. We got the phones. We've got kind of a hospital reference in the title, The Prior Procedure. Uh, yeah, there's another shark in here as well. Uh, yep, sharks, yep. And a Joy Division reference. <laughs> yes, right, yes. I, yes. Love will tear us apart. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> Right. That's the the shark. The shark. The PowerPoint of the sharks is a reminder. The love will tell us apart. Right. Right. The, um, the PowerPoint thing. That's another thing. It kind of reminds me of um, what was going on in in Heavy Covenant. Right. I thought you were going to say it reminds you that uh, that 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 they're that these are touchstones of the two thousand. Yeah, but you you had the guy. You had the guy who's like, I make, I sell software for offices um given a, pre- a powerpoint presentation exactly so we're you see the linear the linearity absolutely i do i saw it from the start that's right of yeah course. you're just coming around on right, it right you're right i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah plenty so uh, uh, that's something about open door policy and maybe i'm just not remembering these moments on thrashing the passion they certainly weren't there on teeth dreams and heaven is whenever but referencing certain songs that gets scratched into our souls. Uh, right. Sorry, eruption. Um, what else? There is. Uh, this must be the place. Be the place. I just want to see his face. I just want to see his face. Um, and there's been more too. Yeah. yeah. And that's another example of Craig. But it doesn't sound like almost killed me. It's like him. Right. It's kind of like him being himself again, just without thinking about it too much. I right. Feel. He's not. It's, a- it's him being Craig Finn. 17 years later right that's something that really makes open door policy really cool mccoy i want to ask you this um 
I want I want to talk about your relationship with the hold steady. Um, being a, being in a Dinah High grad, like what what are your favorite songs or favorite album of Hold Steady? What's your favorite kind of Hold Steady vibe? So like the Hold Steady record that got me the most into the Hold Steady was Boys and Girls in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was that was like the record for me for sure. Uh, yeah. Driving back and forth to college in Denver from minneapolis to denver over and over. oh you would drive back and forth wow yeah mm-hmm. that's like the same route that holly and and charlamagne oh was. yeah they that that so, omaha through through denver route yeah into boulder yeah he he did you was there a multitude of casualties <laughs> not fortunately for me oh yeah <laughs> the guitar solo on stuck between stations like the like the that thing like yeah I just that that's like what i think of when i think of driving across the plains and like wow that's like, cool but when i was in college and and uh heaven is whenever came out like the weekenders was such a jam and such like an absolute like that song should have been a hit single mm-hmm. um and i think it was probably the closest thing they've ever written to like an actual pop single until um heavy covenant or no oh, no no no, no. Oh, of course yes that's <laughs> all unpleasant breakfast right <laughs> yeah yeah that that song uh was such a catchy jam and like that record i mean in real time that record didn't get very good reviews Mm-mm. Uh, like i remember i remember like friends be- there was there were singles on that that I really liked, and I liked the record as a whole too, and I still do. Uh, but it, I just remember being so surprised at friends of mine who were like such big fans of the first couple Hold Steady records, and then being mm-hmm. so like immediately like fuck the Hold Steady, like I'm not into really. And and I was like, what do you mean? These are like actually some of the most powerful, like widely appealing songs they've written. Man. I mean, like, it's not bad. It's just different. And even still, you turn on them for one album, <laughs> right? It's, it's just not like they. It's like they made make believe. It was just. <laughs> <heaven is whatever. laughs> I would rather have. I would rather have every Hold Steady album, every new Hold Steady album, be in like a surprising experience than just know it's going to be great. Maybe knowing it's going to be know, great. I would. I would rather. I would rather. I would rather go in knowing that it could be Teeth Dreams or it could be Separation Sunday than I would knowing going in that it's going to be Stay Positive. I want the potential. I think that's cool. I, I also like that. But I also will say that I think that it's it's at least worth considering how much of the time the band gets it pinned on them for changing as opposed to the listeners changing. And I think that's bull because we hear, like I could go back and listen to boys and girls in America and hear it for the first time right now at the point I'm at in my life. And it could have not even close to the same or double the impact as it did at the time. Right. Right. But because it had the exact impact that it did at the time when I heard it and it was as seminal as it was, it informed the way that I listened to the Hold Steady going forward. Let's say I didn't hear that record the first time. 
the first Hold Steady record I listened to was Heaven Is Whenever, and I listened to it after reading the reviews of the record at the time, which said they didn't like the record. And so I went into the record with this like predisposed idea, like implanted idea that like maybe it's not their best record. Right. And, and then you're you're listening for the flaws too at this point, right? It's like we change as listeners. The listeners yeah. just as much as the artist does, if not more. That's a great point. So I and yeah. I that gets lost on the consumer a lot of times. And again, I think it has a lot to do with entitlement of consumer of thinking like I'm the person consuming the product, therefore it should be aimed always at me. But art is not that way. You can, you can think that way, like with Panera Bread, that's supposed to be the exact same, no matter what location you go to in the country, it's supposed to be the same exact sandwich you order. But you don't, you don't get to think that with art, I think. because it's You might have an unpleasant breakfast with art. Right. I don't know, man. When I was in sixth grade, uh, you know, I, I heard this band, um, Linkin Park, and and the, got their CD and listened to that on repeat. And then a couple years later, another CD came out, and it was exactly it. it they did not. <laughs> they produced the exact same thing. Damn right. it. Yeah. And was that good or bad? It was good at the time, but but you know, but then like a year or two later, I I like didn't like Lincoln Park anymore. So right. You know. It was yeah. They were going for the short term. They weren't right. thinking long-term. They weren't thinking long-game like Craig Finn. <laughs> Rest in peace, Chester Bennington. Yeah, oh, yeah that was... You know, uh, the what I was going to say is the fir- my first Hold Steady album was Heaven Is Whatever. Was it? I, yeah. Was that the yeah. first one you listened to? Yes, because... So he, get this. Here's my Hold Steady experience. I had I bought Boys and Girls in America from I remember we went we you were there when I bought it cuz you cuz I remember talking like I'd heard of this band you're like oh yeah you should check it and I'm like all right and then they had a used copy of Boys and Girls at Twist and Shout Is this so the I same it. the same time when I sold The Queen is Dead by the Smiths No no that was a different that was a different dead. one okay. but do you remember remember I used to peruse I would like do this thing where I would get like I would go through I just get a huge stack and then I'd be like, all right, I can only buy like, you know. I can buy two of these 25 <laughs> Right, it, it would be more than that, but yeah, exactly. So I'd walk around and be like, oh, that's what I want. That, you know, and then, and then once I got through the end of it and then I just looked at the one and then I'd be like, all right, I have to go put like half of these, at least half or two thirds yeah. of these back, you know, and then. So the whole, the Boys and Girls of America was one of those. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So at the time, yeah, I had um, I had heard good things, you know, as a 16, 17 year old about Separation Sunday and Boys and Girls of America. And I was like, those I'd vocals are really fucking weird. I can't appreciate those. Really? This- I'd never heard yeah. of them in high school. Oh, I, I definitely knew the name. Uh, and so by the time I moved to Minneapolis, I was looking like, oh, who's from here? And so, oh, the whole study. Okay, I'll check their new album out. The new album was Heaven is Whenever because 2010 is when I moved here. Right. And so I listened to that Heaven is Whenever. I didn't see anything special. And so I didn't give them a thought at all until two years later when they headlined Rock the Garden uh, in downtown Minneapolis. And that's when I really got into them. That's when I dove into all the other albums. And I said, oh, this is why people are obsessed with them. Rip Town. Let's get ripped. Yeah. 
This kid's a computer that's been programmed to dream. He stumbled to start, but regained his speed. He said, my superpower is I say what I mean. And he's always in the red, white, and blue. The lens cap was lost, so they stretched out the shoe. The second location that stuck to her shoes. She said, do me a favor, let me order for you. Okay, Ricktown. Um, yeah, I, I got a lot about this song. Um, it, it's another song where technology is very key, right? There, there yeah. seems to be like this disillusionment with technology. It's well, like they're in the 2010s, but they want to be back in the 90s. <laughs> right. We got to go back. Um, maybe. Well, this one is another... Um, this one calls back to like the Hollywood and the actors and stuff, right? Like she's... Right. So it makes it makes me think of like lanyards, especially when it also um, mentions again going to a second location. It brings yes, the second location. The second. Right. So um, that that yeah. that that reminds me of um, my favorite Thirty Rock quote out of many. Is, <laughs> Wait, never I, go with a hippie to a second, a second location. location. <laughs> right. That's and a jack. That's a jack quote. That. Right. What's that? That's a Jack quote, isn't That's it? That's Jack, yeah. Yeah. And it's the second time a second location has been mentioned. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, another another um, pertinent uh, uh, 30 Rock quote to uh, this album is, uh, live every week like it's Shark Week. <laughs> shark Week, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a very uh, unassuming song, though I think. Mm -hmm. Basically, although especially I, in the varied the varied um, genres and qualities of the other songs, yeah, right. Um, it just feels ordinary, but it's very good. Yeah, it's very good and solid. Um, although I guess it, so, just with this ordinary song, I mean, I don't know because now that I think about it, right. Hold Steady are known for sort of lyrically dense songs, but this album might, I think, is probably even more so than Absolutely. the others, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's the wordiest album, I think. Hold Steady album. Maybe almost killed me, but I don't know. No, yeah, it's definitely up there. I mean, um, well, like, like um, in Family Farm, just he's like squeezing in so many words to quite exactly the way that they want you that you want them to love you like right yeah no there's a lot of instances like that yeah yeah so it's um and just like you're right like you're saying constant like and not not always like verse hook structure it's you know it's, right lyrically it's very it's the most like dylan-esque uh whole yeah. study album. maybe that's what when i say weirdest maybe i mean it's the most free form right study album. yeah um another reference is the crucifixion tattoo mm. yeah crucifixion is always a good crucifixion. one whole study yeah um, um you gotta want to be rescued <laughs> right uh in um Wait, so so McCoy, you said you used to get high in Southtown. Does that mean Southtown is Riptown? I don't know. Riptown is another word Riptown, that these people use for Portland, Southtown. Oregon, like Rip City, but right. 
could be Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I mean, that's like a reference to the sound the basketball makes going through the net, I think. is. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, it's, anything else about Rip Town? Uh, no. I think me and Magdalena. Me and Magdalena. Is, yeah, another weird song. Ready for it? Yeah. Do it. What suddenly got wildly inconsistent Like first they're into kiss Then they're into crust All right, me and Magdalena A couple references to previous Old City songs there um, Well, so did you know that Okay, so do you know that this was a This is a song by the Monkees not, not this song, but the, There's a song called Me and Magdalena by the Monkees the title of the song, Me and Magdalena, yeah. I was wondering if there was a connection to it. So, Because that, that song wasn't written by the Monkees. That song is written by Ben Gibbard from Death Cab. Wait, what? The song, Me and Magdalena, performed by the Monkees, is written by Death Cab's Ben Gibbard. So it's a newer song. It was wouldn't, you, wouldn't you have been like, yeah, wouldn't you have been barely born or not born at all? The Monkees are still releasing new music. Um, yeah, they did have an album a few years ago, so it, it must be on that, huh? Wait, hold, hold on. There are new Monkees albums? Oh, yeah. I know that Rivers Cuomo wrote one of their uh, recent songs yeah. on, when they released an album a few years ago. Yeah, so songs by Death Cab. Death Cab. So it was on a, an album called Good Times is the 12th studio album. Hold on. We have to song just really quick a second of it we have to listen to at least a second of me absolutely oh yeah yeah let's hear it let's hear up to 30 seconds Um, yeah, isn't that a trip though? That that that's a real bandbox incestuous circle. The fact it that we reference the monkeys based on a hold steady song that was written by Ben Gibbard of <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's great. I guess we so, need to do a monkeys bandbox. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, um, I was thinking that's funny because I was thinking earlier, like, um, where else musically have I heard the name Magdalena? And I just looked it up in my iTunes. There's a uh, there is a song on Brandon Flowers' first solo album called Magdalena. Can we hear that? There's also yeah, I've heard it somewhere else. Maybe Brandon. Well, I'll Flowers. tell you where you heard it after we hear. Oh, it. I, I, maybe I'll figure it out before you tell me.
Yeah, we get the point. That's that's Magdalena by Brandon Flowers. That's, right. that's one place where I'd heard it. Do you remember where else I've heard yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Pixies song. Pixies, yes, Magdalena. <laughs> that's, so let's let's do that. Let's, let's, let's do that one. Yep. Magdalena. <laughs> So what's up with all these songs? I've never, have you ever met a human named Magdalena before? No. no. What are all these odes to Magdalena's for them? Wow, yeah. Well, it's a, it's an attractive, exotic name. Mary Magdalene? Like, I get. that's where my brain goes with it is like, it's got like a virgin. Uh, no, no, she wasn't a virgin. She was a prostitute, right? That's right. You're, you're, I, my Catholic parents are crying right now. Yeah. Yeah. The Jew is schooling Jesus you on the, the Jesus people. Uh, how about another? How about we're on to the last official song of the record. There's a bonus track, but <laughs> we, wait, I we didn't more actually thing. say anything about me and Magdalena. I want to mention one more thing about me and Magdalena. I I, I alluded to that the, the oh, songs reference, but there's also a reference to Scranton. Yeah, like, it like maybe it's still Scranton like in 1999. Right. We we have a mention of Scranton here. Yeah, um, a rolling back to Entitlement Crew again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also a certain songs made certain in the lyrics, songs, right? Right. This time they don't get scratched in your stole. They do the they sting. Certain songs can really sting. But I feel like if something is if a certain song is going to get scratched into your soul at certain times, it can sting. Yeah, sure, that makes They're sense. Both. What? But what the hell's going on musically in this song? Because it's a. Uh, It's um different. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very emblematic of the whole album. Music. Yeah, the album is fucking weird. You guys, yeah. said, it's yeah. a weird album. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I think I think it would fit on Wayward Noise. Yeah, this would probably be like this would be the one. This is like episode one of that. I didn't podcast. think that the whole study. Like, <laughs> I, I figured the whole study would now. If we did a whole study episode, it would be Heaven Is Whenever. I feel like this is more um, uncharacteristic overall than Heaven Is Whenever. They don't have anything else that sounds like a drum machine on any other Hold Steady record. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else on? Um, uh, I'm reading this quote on Genius lyrics from Craig Finn about it, about how he heard the Monkees song, and then I must have seen the song title and like subconsciously internalized it. Uh huh. Sure, that's what you did, Craig. No, <laughs> because it's. So, Craig, anyway, the end of the quote is, so apologies to everyone, but it's a totally different song. And can confirm, it's a very different song. Yeah, very different. Right, so this one, it's it's weird because it, it has like some, it's like, it has like almost some touchstones of Hold Stay. It's got some like loud guitars and stuff, but it's like, there's not, it, it does not have like the same, you know, classic rock kind of feel to it at all. It's just very... It's very like freeform kind of. And yeah, the whole thing is the whole. Album, right. It's it's disjointed in a great way. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's listen to Hanover Camera. 
Hand over camera. Yeah. The, uh, the weirdest closer to a Hold Steady album. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a weird one. The lighting made it look like she's been captured. Sitting up and staring into space. Suddenly she turned to me and said, You seem pretty harmless. The dosage was open for debate. Okay, Hand Over Camera, that's the song definitely that um, improved the most, in my mind, from second to third listen. Like, I, yeah, I, that's one of the best songs in the album. To me. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but it's also like, just as much as the first one was like, how is this the first song of the album? How is this the last song of the album? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, there's, uh, there's plenty of references, um, like, the one to a snake in the shower. We've got right, a snake in the shower. Is a python. A python in, yeah. <laughs> now we know what kind of snake in the shower. <laughs> right. Um, right. In case you were wondering. Um, yeah. yeah. But a great so, yeah. line that kind of sums up the whole old steady world in a way is the dosage was up for debate. The, the dosage was open for debate. That's just a great line. You're saying this is a weird hold steady album. This song is. Less like any other Hold Steady song than wow, anything. Wow, this one. Why? Yeah. It just doesn't sound... It sounds... Because it's got, like, this weird, like, jazzy, like... Yeah. I love it. It's nothing... Yeah, it's just not what they... Yeah, do. Um, And it's, like, jazzy, like, like lounge singer type of song. Right. <laughs> that, um. But but the horns had been building up to that the, the whole That's album I feel true. like. But you know That's what? True. What it reminds me of is slapdash. But they're not. But they're not sky. They're not. They're, they're not sky. No, no. Yeah. They're they're more subtle. But it reminds me of slapped actress because, um, in that song it's, uh, we're on display. It's we're, definitely we're part of the exhibition. In this one, it's she definitely puts her hand over the camera. Right, it's definitely it's definitely so that's um, great. Laying into the uh, the the filmmaking, but in a different um, way. Like right, you know, like I feel like the filmmaking references are always in the same kind of right. vein. But this one is different now. Now she's putting her hand over the camera. It ends once she puts her hand over the lens. Also, and he names her. Her name Heather. is Heather. Heather. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's not Ma that's no Magdalena. No. The kids inform me that Heather has now become slang for a good-looking girl, I guess. Really? According to the sixth graders. So we got Karen, now there's Heather. Yeah, a Heather. Well, there was the movie Heathers. Heathers, and that's what I told them. They were saying, like, so-and-so's a Heather. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like the like the Gwyneth Paltrow movie. You referenced I meant not Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm sorry. I, I meant Winona Ryder. I don't know how I mix those two names up. But, um, yeah, the Winona Ryder movie. And that, yeah, that, that, really, that really resonated with them. Right. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Uh, they're like, I haven't liked Christian Slater in anything as much since. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, it's a great song. Um, I feel like in an album full of growers, this is the biggest grower. Like, I love it now, but I feel like I'll love it even more on the eighth listen. 
before this third listen, I was like, why can't Parade Days be the closer? But this is a great closer. And maybe it's like they had two closers and and they were like, well, I'll just make one of them the digital only bonus track. Right. So it's a you cop like, so it was a cop out. Yeah. Um, because this is just I mean, I we'll have to listen to Parade Days for the third time too, but Yeah. Hannibal Camera is one of the best songs in the album. Right, but I feel like it's an album. Yeah, but I can't think of a. You know, it, when uh when we had Craig and Tad on, and I I gave them my list, and I was like, yeah, there's too many last songs, but you guys write such amazing last songs. Yeah, that's all you write. You write so many last songs, and um and now they made an album with no last songs on it. <laughs> it's true. Like we can't decide. No, I don't think, I, and there's, it's not like I would replace it. It's not like there's one that I go, okay, come on, this guy's, this one should have been the closer. There isn't one, really. Yeah. So. I'm going to play uh, Parade Days because I'm sick of both of you, and I've been on this call since 8 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Hey, welcome to, welcome to Fan Talks, McCoy. The folks were good neighbors. But this one somebody died When the parish did dances She mostly used to stand off to the side A Pontiac salesman And a beauty technician A young mother and father And all the things they Wow. I think that's right. I think that one is a bonus track. Really? Even though, like, the first two songs mention a parade. Yeah. And the whole, the Queen of the Lakes, that feels Minnesota to me. It does. You know, it like does. That's, I mean, it that's is that's a very... the way to end the whole study album is sure. the Queen of the Lakes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that from a... a, a thematic point of view but i think musically i mean it's good but it's very it's just a very simple song it's pretty short i don't think it, it's it much... overlaps a lot with Hanover camera right those two songs were clearly competing yeah but i think Hanover camera is definitely the winner i would have included both and like pushed out i would have put them both on the i mean yeah if they're both gonna make the album but i would I think Parade, I think if you had to cut a song off the album, it'd be that one. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. This is a second to last song, though, because if you have the slow burn that goes into something a little more intense to end with, because this one's too quiet to be a last song. So you think right. this, this is the handover this camera? Is, this is the Crucifixion Cruise. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. That's, sequencing-wise, that's where I would see it. But... The second to last song also is a good second to last song already. I mean, Anna, uh, me and Magdalena a, was a cool song. This record's moody as shit. I feel right. like very moody, way moodier than I expected. Yeah, like, especially coming off of uh, Thrashing Through the Passion. I know. So, so quickly off of it, too. Seth, we talked about last time how I feel like I don't fully appreciate Joy Division yet, even though I'm a huge New Order fan, but I'm like, in yeah. my introductory stages of Joy Division, that that with open door policy, there are multiple layers to be unpeeled. 
that I don't appreciate yet. Yeah, that's possible. This I is agree. A, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a the album's a slow burn. Can I call it their Nebraska? Uh, can I call it the whole city's Nebraska? I guess isn't if is Nebraska your wayward noise candidate for Bruce? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. And it's like, yeah, you got your open all night in Family Farm or something, but it's mostly a very down tempo, weird, depressing affair. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like it's the whole city's Nebraska. There was one Bruce moment on here. Was it on the second song, Spices or Lanyards? It was one of those two where they're doing the guitar melody doubled by bells. The Bruce. <laughs> but it was like in a minor key as opposed to a big like thunder major. Uh-huh. I got to say, um, Hanover Camera has the very a very subdued but um, sort of spirit in the night vibe to it. Wow. <laughs> How's that? Just the 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 sax, the like you know. Mm-hmm. The sexy like the dark jazz lounge kind of saxophone. Right. In a rock song. It's weird thinking of Hanover Camera as the last song because I've still only heard it digitally. I bought it on vinyl earlier today, but I still haven't listened to it. So it's weird thinking that it cuts off. But period day isn't, isn't part of it. Yeah. It's the deleted scenes. It's not canonical. Wait, but it, uh, it is it is only on the digital version? Only digital. It- Parade Days is only digital. Handover Camera is the closer. Um, does does Is a CD digital? I don't think so. I think we're talking Spotify, Apple Music. Oh. If you bought the CD, it would end at Handover Camera. So, that I mean, let's treat that as the how resurrection really feels or the slapped actress. There is no, but that's the point. There is oh, no. There is no. Yeah, it's yeah, this is not no your typical study album. Um, okay, well, that's it, right, guys? Yeah, I think, right. I think McCoy is going to quit after his first day. Yeah, I, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, thank you, everybody, for listening to our uh, track-by-track breakdown of Open Door Policy. Thank you, McCoy, for enduring the whole thing. And for editing it, presumably. I mean, he might just throw it out as like the three-hour episode. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we will see you next time on Fan Talks by Bandbox. Bandbox.